What up, you guys? Welcome to the Anointed Sinners Podcast, a podcast about a sinner, myself, that's been anointed by the Holy One to do what I do on this podcast. What do I do on this podcast? Discuss my walk with Christ with other believers. This is not a debate, just a discussion. What's up, man? How you doing? I'm good. Good, good. Well, for everybody that doesn't know, this is my boy, Drew Muzon. He has two shows himself called Walks with Drew, and he now, in June, is going to start another show called Reject Religion. He's going to give you guys a little insight on both of those in a second, but the topic we're talking about today is sex, but not having any sex. Um, and like, what, from a spiritual perspective, that would take from like a man and a woman's perspective, um, especially for young people in our generation that has either done it or are considering it or are walking through it. So um, from my perspective, I, me and my husband, we've been married for three years now. We dated for two years and during our two years of dating, we practiced no sex before marriage. Um, and I can explain like a little bit about our story. And then um, Drew as you know, trying to understand that for himself as he goes through his own journey of abstinence. And I just want to pick his brain about it. So, um, Drew, tell us about your two shows, Walks with Drew and Reject Religion. I'm really excited about Reject Religion. Um, That sounds very interesting topics that you could come up with that. So just give us a little information about them. So first, thank you for um, having me on, on your podcast, on your show. Um, really appreciate it. Not that many times do I get invited to be on somebody else's platform, so I don't take it. Um, I don't take it small. Thank you for the opportunity. No doubt, um, no doubt. Secondly, uh, so two shows, Walk with Drew and Rejecting Religion, are uh, two kind of not necessarily polar opposites, but um, kind of launching towards the same goal. So Walk with Drew is a show I started at the beginning of the pandemic that just kind of came out of. Um, before that, I had like three or three shows going on, and then when the pandemic kind of shut everything down, I was forced to figure out something to keep the content going. Right. And you know, you're stuck inside the house, and you don't have um, all the people, all the resources that you once had. So you started doing something by myself, and basically, the show started as a way of just um, just walking with people as we walk through um the faith and you know walk through you know my journey of walking through the faith and then that kind of expanded when I had a conversation with one of my one of my homies and he was just like why don't you just make walk with Drew all the other shows combined and I was like yeah that makes sense so instead of having because I had I had I had chopping it up and I had tapped in and then those two were one was with food and one was without food okay and they both kind of had like similar um guests so it was just like why don't you just put those two into one i was like yeah that makes sense right so um i basically just try to bridge faith um and the culture with that so um i you could see christians on that show you could see non-christians on that show right you can see mental health yeah. conversations. You can see parody conversations. You can see interviews with artists, or you can see interviews with creatives or photographers, or uh, somebody that does something with finance. You can just see anything, anything that relates, anything that I'm I'm interested in. Right. Anybody that I'm a fan of, um, you'll see on there talking about different things. And then rejecting religion um, is kind of a strictly just teaching and preaching. Okay. Um, kind of like uh, I gave the example on the video I posted earlier today. Kind of like you see both seeing those videos growing up with televangelists, like right. Kenneth Copeland or whatever. They're just sitting there preaching for thirty right. minutes and they get off. That's basically what this show's format is. It's just going to be me coming on and just teaching for thirty minutes. Um, just really um, kind of redirecting and showing people the right way to view things about the faith, rejecting religion, receiving righteousness. How did you? receive the holy spirit this way growing up and who the holy spirit really is or how did you think about holiness growing up this way and what holiness really is right just kind of breaking down those those aspects and just um teaching the people about the new covenant so that's what those two shows are about well those sound like awesome platforms i've checked out a few of your shows uh walk with drew on youtube he's also on spotify and apple as well so you guys can check them out 
Um, they're very engaging. They're definitely down to earth conversations, just like we have here. So um, definitely check out Drew Mozan's two shows, Walks with Drew, and coming out in June, um, Reject Religion. So a couple months ago, or probably last summer, I don't remember it. <laughs> Instagram gives me no dates, but I posted my Thursday thoughts on um, abstaining from sex. And my biggest focal point was self-control. And then Drew put up a post. I'm not sure how long ago you put up your post. Like a, two weeks ago. I yeah, like two weeks ago, he put his about the renewal of the mind. And me and him started a conversation, I guess, because we both had like the same um, perspective, but different um, point of views on it. So I decided to have this conversation about it. So when I do agree with his point of the renewal of the mind comes before self-control. I think we agreed about it in like our dialogue we had on Instagram. Um, For, I, I don't know, for a man's perspective, do you like renewal of the mind? I feel like for me as a female, I don't know if this is like every woman's like perspective, but I know in a relationship, I feel like sometimes women come a little bit stronger in their faith and automatically put that as like a, like abstaining from sex as an as an option or like a requirement for the relationship um and i don't know if that's because we're taught the renewal of the mind and self-control earlier in life than men are i know that you said you started your journey in 2016 so could you give us like a little bit of background of like what the walk of faith looks like for a man in the renewal of their mind process and why do you think it's later than women or do you think it's just your upbringing that might change the project the perspective of that i think it could be both i think for women a lot of times um like they have the whole purity culture aspect right men are not privy to like the whole purity culture purity culture's primary focus is on women right absolutely they look at women as pieces of me and that pieces of me that need to be protected right and instead of like as people and as humans that make mistakes too so i think purity culture's primary objective is to protect women right or necessarily protect to protect women but by protecting women they're making women have these high expectations or um have these high standards and that if they fail that they i don't know if i could say the word hope on here but have be hey, <laughs> I don't know if, if, you, if you have the tendencies that's what <laughs> that's what it's okay. yeah. so they, they 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 you know it, yeah like they, like they like if you don't follow these then you're you're i'm saying you're a hoe if you're not or you're not going to have right the marriage that god has Pass for you if you right. don't protect yourself. So I think that's kind of primarily why women are kind of into it, in it, in it more at an early right. age is because that's what they're preached. You know, versus men are just told, you know, what I'm saying like you don't want to pick her. She has that short skirt or whatever. Right. Like, that. like we're not, re- there's not really any, there were not any really guardrails for men except for oh, don't watch porn. Yeah. Um, so for for me, as far as like my my faith walk, so I'll be honest with you, I'm a virgin. Okay. So. Um, I've been a virgin, yeah. So and since um, when? So I was just joking. Since, 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 since <laughs> um, so but really in 2016, after I graduated college and after I um, kind of re- not necessarily rededicated myself to the Lord, right. but like really, Jesus really became the Lord of my life in 2016. Yeah. So around that time, I just kind of, you know, I, when you first come into faith, you throw everything out, you throw everything out the, the out the way, like yeah. you no know, listening to wrong music, you go hard, no listening to yeah, everything, everything, right. clean everything up. So that's kind of where it started for me, um, and I really did not have, um, like my mind necessarily wasn't renewed, my mind necessarily wasn't renewed on like the practical side of trying to abstain. It was just more so, okay, God just wants you to do it, so you just do it. And you don't really have a, you just have like a head knowledge, but you don't have a heart knowledge. Right. Like you have a, a head understanding of what it is or whatever, but you don't really have a heart understanding. And as right. I started to, you know, get into the faith more and hear more people, more people talk, I didn't really, I since then, you know, it really wasn't until the last couple of years, but since then, I, I hadn't had a full understanding of, like, the practical side of it, you know, because all we've been preached is, is you know, just don't do it. Yeah. Just don't have to. So nobody talks about, yeah. like, okay, this is the repercussions from that, or yeah. soul ties, right. or that sex 
is between you know is between a man and a woman within covenant right and that is the covenant ceremony and right all these other different things that i'm learning now in the past two years i didn't know that in 2016 2017 i was just trying not to do it because you know uh you know if i stay a virgin then god will give me the you know the best marriage ever and yeah. the, the the finest wife ever because i did it and my marriage will be blessed so that was the motivation then um right. and then kind of 2018 2019 um, as I started to grow in my faith, um, as I started to grow in my faith and understanding of what the new covenant is and started to kind of reject the religion a bit, I started to not necessarily lose sight of, not necessarily not think that God doesn't want people to uh, abstain, but I kind of lost sight of it for myself. Like, though I was still a virgin, though I'm still a virgin, I was um, like walking like around like, yo, if I get into a situation and I'm in a relationship, I'll do it. You know what I'm saying? If I'm comfortable with it, because I kind of had lost sight for a, a bit. I lost sight of like, why am I waiting? You know, because it's just like, nothing's moving, nothing's happening within my life or my relationships and everything's right. just, uh, you know, everything's just going back to square one. I meet a girl, it doesn't work out. And I meet a girl, I know in the back of my head, she not it, and it doesn't work out. Right. Every single time, just, so it's just like, why am I waiting? Right. I kind of lost sight of it. Right. And then I want to say uh, a month or two ago, the thought came to me and it was just like a lot of times within culture, just within ourselves, we can look within ourselves and say that, yo, like God is Lord. Jesus is Lord over our businesses. We want Jesus to be Lord over our health and over our finances, right. over our decision making. But is Jesus Lord over our body? Yeah. Yeah. And when I had that thought, I was like, man, I've been right. seeing God everywhere else in my life. Except but I have not, even though I'm still a virgin, yeah. I had not been submitting to God fully with my mind right. as, as far as giving him being Lord over my body. Right. And when I, when I, when I had that thought, I was like, yeah, it's time to really renew my mind because right. What I believe, you know, Romans 12, 2 talks about, you know, be be transformed by the renewing of your mind and not be conformed to this world. Right. So transforming our mind is key to not conforming to whatever the world system is. Right. So I believe, you know, in self-control and I believe in, you know, doing stuff, but I believe past a certain point, you need your knowledge to take over because same thing when it comes to within the faith. We can't always feel something like we can't always feel God's presence. Right. right. But we have there's a knowing that that Jesus is here. Yeah. Right. There's scriptures that That's tell good. you that he's here yeah. no matter what. Yeah. So and when it's raining outside and it's cloudy like it is today, it's raining outside, it's cloudy. God may feel a thousand miles away. Right. But you have to have the knowledge. That's where knowledge takes over that you might not feel something today. But you have knowledge of his word that, yo, he's still here. Right. So in terms of abstaining for me, it was like, okay, yeah, I've tried the whole, you know, self-control and stop, you know, stop doing certain things or whatever. But I really need my mind to change. I really need my mind to have, not necessarily to be preached that this is wrong, but I need a different uh, scenario. I need a different perspective. Right. So I've been reading this book called Rethinking Sexuality by Julie Slattery. And it has a different perspective on on what sex is. On, so, has a different perspective on covenant, like on, on it being in the covenant. Gotcha. So I guess, so going back to like how you were brought up. So for women, you're right. We're, we're taught we have to, you know, present ourselves in a way um, that doesn't um, technically excite the man to the point where it could create that type of situation right and um that it's good to not present or present that opportunity for men so that we can keep our purity and then right. i mean i've grown up with boys my whole life like i've i grew up with my nephew who is only two months older than me and then my little brother that's two years younger than me so um, they were taught the same lessons. However, I don't know what like my dad's pep talks for them were like. Um, so like for you, when you were growing up from a man's perspective, yours specifically, because that's all you can speak to. Um, mm -hmm. What was your like pep talks, I guess, for like, like for us, we for women, we were never taught to explore our bodies. Right. Or right. about the urges that we had. We just were told, which women do have these. I mean, I know a lot of people like are like, oh, women, whatever. They don't have these problems. It's all about the men. They hit puberty and like 
They just got. They just <laughs> no, gotta get it out. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. It's not talked about that women have these same urges, and like I don't think we're taught either about right. how to control those urges. We're just taught right. not to do it, just like you guys are taught not to do. It. But I feel like for men, in some way, on a male's perspective, male or male perspective, like a father and son talk, it's like, dude, if you gotta get it out, you gotta get it out, like. <laughs> Right, you do it. So, women don't have that convo. So, what was that conversation, or like, how did that evolve for you? So, for me, it's a little bit different because I grew up in a single parent home. So, my father wasn't in my life. Okay. So, from like the not, what's the from a from a different vantage point, my father was very out there. He has twelve kids. He has wow. multiple baby mothers. Yeah, he has twelve kids, multiple baby mothers. Nine that my brother, my brother told me. So he's like nine that he knows of, but twelve possible. So it was like it was just like really wow. And I was never, I didn't grow up around my father. Okay, I was moved. I moved to Charlotte at at five years old, six years old. So it was kind of a blessing in disguise because it's like I didn't have the same that experience type of that my influence. brother, that my older brother did, and yeah. how it turned, how it turned out for him. Right. So, um, so yeah, so that I didn't I didn't have uh, any man to man talks. I didn't have um, any role models growing growing up. You know, not really until I was an adult until so, I really uh, gave my life to the Lord and my old mentor from the other uh, old ministry I used to be a part of, he was somebody I looked up to for guidance in that realm. But growing up, I never really have, um, any man to man talks, you know, of course you'd be in church and my pastor would say, Oh, don't do it. Right. Y'all shouldn't do it. And uh, right. don't watch porn or whatever like that. But that was basically, you know, the, like the basics. And then as far as with me and my mom, my mom never really had conversations with me about sex or had conversations with me about, um, uh, what is what is this or why you shouldn't do that she never really had you know conversations with me you know i turned out all right like i said i've been I've, <laughs> yeah <laughs> I've been by the grace of god <laughs> i turned out i turned out i turned out all right but it doesn't mean i wasn't trying to lose it from yeah. the moment I on, so, on wingate's campus so, so. <laughs> without you having like those conversations i guess what was it like for you when you had those urges like i mean so, i feel like I was, a lot was, of young people at least that i've used to mentor in um several different churches um throughout college and post-college and a lot of men or young women have come from single parent households and it's normally like the same sex household that would care for that person um but so they didn't have like the other person's perspective on like sex or just growing up in general so like some people did skip that conversation of sex and just hit them with the like don't do it but like you like you said in your um post like telling me not to do it doesn't make me not do it you know what I mean like especially with the society of so so much accessibility that we have now to just about anything and everything we can think of at the tip of our fingers like I had my first cell phone, I think, at 13, and my nephew, my great-nephew now is 10, and he has his own phone. So, and even statistically, you're seeing a lot more kids um, become sexually engaged as early as middle school. I wasn't thinking about things like that in middle school, but because they have so many, so much accessibility now that I feel like this conversation is needed to be had. And for you, you never had that conversation, so you're a good person to get that insight of like, what was that like growing up? Like until your adulthood of never having that conversation of like, what do you do with these urges and how do you like, what do you do with them? Like not necessarily how you control them, but what do you do? Yeah. So I got turned on to pornography at like 14. Okay. So I was in school and somebody was like, Oh, you heard of this site? And I was like, what's that site? What is this? And I went home and I watched it. My life has changed forever. Um, once it's so, once it's open, it can't, you can never go back. <laughs> yeah, you can't. once you open Pandora's box, you can't you can't go back. So right. that's literally kind of what happened. I mean, what I did with those, I mean, especially at growing up around the time we grew up around like that 2007, 2008, yeah, 06, like middle school, high school range. Yeah, like you're 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 getting past magazines. Yeah, that's your, when technology your, your was starting to advance. We were getting right. outside of Facebook, MySpace. We were interning Facebook. Right. Yeah, yeah. 
So we were on the internet all the time. We're on our MySpace pages. We're on our Facebook pages. Yeah. Um, the early infancy, early infancy of Facebook. So like you're you're getting passed around those images and you're seeing those things. Yeah. And you just start to explore. Like for me, like it were really like when I had those urges, I just explored. You yeah. know, and, and I just 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 fly by the seat of my pants. Like yeah. just exploring it, and then you don't really. I didn't really understand how destructive. It, it was until yeah. like I was 23. Right. So 22, 23, that time when I really kind of rededicated my that's life. A gap. Like, that's a big when, gap from 14 Yeah, that's a huge gap. And there's just like a bunch of destruction in between them. But you, but at that time, like when we're in college and when we're in high school, you're not looking at it as destruction because everybody else is doing it. Exactly. So how could it possibly be destruction? Right. When 10 other people are doing it and they're waking up, they're fine. Right. They, they don't have, they're not in jail. They're, you know what I'm saying? There's, exactly. You know, and, and still on the surface today, that's the same thing that I think like the enemy still like plugging people and getting us to believe is just like like all my friends who who I people who I know who have sex outside of marriage they're fine they don't have any STDs they don't have, they're not they're you know and then some ones I know that are already married they're fine their kids don't have right. any diseases or uh type of defects or anything like that like they didn't you know it didn't come back to haunt them yeah. like they look fine you know but I, it's like I think internally. yeah go ahead no, yeah, it's like it's like internally there's a whole bunch of stuff that you're being exposed to. Like I remember um I had one of my best friends, like we were talking about it. My be- my best friend used to be out there like while in high school, college, yeah. and we're having conversations and he's telling me like, Oh yeah, I'm like it affected me so much because I'm like I'm not able to be connected to my wife as much. Exactly. Yeah. It- like when when I heard that, I was like, Dang, that's yo. deep. Like it's it, it really hits deep because I'm like, whenever you ever used to tell me, it's like, oh, bro, like, bro, I wish I would have waited. I wish I'd been like you. I'm like, y'all don't know the other side. Yeah. Of it, but once I hear y'all, once I hear you say me some, tell me something like, oh, I'm not as connected emotionally with my wife. I'm like, man, bro, like you know, it's like certain stuff. It's just like, yeah, they look fine on the outside, but it's just like you don't know what it's doing to them on the inside. Yeah. So like, with with you, I guess what kind of situation? So, like for me personally, growing up in, uh, growing up, I've always had an attraction to women. That's been like mm-hmm. my whole life. Um, God really pierced my heart when I watched a sermon, and God literally was like, "You allow me to operate in all af- areas of your life. Why not this one?" Like I would go hard for Jesus on just about everything, and I just would my like explanation to my attraction to women was that I was born that way, which I still wholeheartedly believe like I was, I I am just attracted to women. However, I have a choice as far as how I allow that to um, affect my walk of faith. Just like everybody has a choice in how they allow pornography or social media or um, anything else affect your life. And that's where like my stem of like the value in self-control came because I feel like so many people have the idea of you know i can you have self-control when it comes to the tv shows you watch or the diets you have or the friends you have or especially during COVID, like the how much you go out who you like how much traveling you would like to do stuff like that like you guys have i feel like a lot of people have self-control in those areas but when it comes to sex like everyone's whoa like i i I can't control i can't control that like if i got an urge i got an urge and it's like I mean, for me, I guess when I decided to fully give Jesus Lord over my life, especially the area of my sexuality, sex was one of those because I was like, you know, I if I'm going to experience God in like his fullness and his of what he has in store for me it's going to be like everything all or nothing. I'm not going to do it halfway. So right. like when me and my um, me and my husband actually like were best friends for two years. We studied mechanical engineering together. So I knew of him. He knew about my past, um, like prior to us dating. And when we first started dating, I was like, "Look, bro, sex is off the table. Like it's it's not happening." And for him, he had come from like never having to abstain from sex ever, and he never saw like a reason to. You know what I mean? Like he was just like. Right. I do it because I, I like it, you know? And I was like, well, that's great for you. But, like, I had, like, a, a non-negotiable stance on that. Like, I even was to the point in the beginning of the relationship, like, no kissing. I was like, that's a temptation. Oh, yeah, no, nah, I'm not with that. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> neither was he. <laughs> He's, I was like, no temptations. Like, we were not doing this. But, I mean, you know, I, I met him halfway with, like, okay, we can kiss. But, like, definitely, like, we're not moving past that. 
And for him, that was a you know a hard pill to swallow to go from like sex whenever you want it to to no sex at all for a whole two years before we get married and not understanding like my sexual appetite and his sexual appetite. Like it was, it was definitely like a lot to learn, especially our first year in marriage, but I felt like it was very beneficial. And even he, he does too now. Like even when he talks to younger men or younger women, like he's like, dude, I, that is the best decision I've ever made as far as like relationship wise. It prepared us to be able to have, better connections in other areas other than our physical um physical connection and he said once we had that it just made it even better because we had a better foundation of like what importance that was and i i wonder is it hard to reach the young people in self-control like you said because it's not paired with the renewing of their mind and not having that knowledge base but i think for me the the hardest part when i was working with the youth was to really engage them and want to to understanding how to renew their mind and gain that knowledge. You know what I mean? Because yeah. the Bible just seems like such a boring book. Like, I'm not going to lie to you. It's a lot of books in there, and a lot of them, some of them has just history, genealogy. Like, one, could, one chapter mm-hmm. or several chapters or a whole book could just be the genealogy of people. And you, if you really aren't studying how these people are connected it's not very insightful for to you and then so a lot of people see either the bible as intimidating so they don't want to find out any knowledge or they find it boring so they're like you know this is outdated information you know what i mean even though once you begin your walk of faith you see the relevance of like the normal situations like the bible isn't like above us in situations it's 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 our situations we go through every day. We just have to find, we have to have that renewing of our mind already embedded in us to relate to that. So I guess for you, um, with your different platforms, do you see, are, are you trying to create a way for the youth to understand the importance of tapping into that knowledge more? I think so in all aspects, not just because I don't, I stay away from that. I'm going to start talking about more, more about it as I continue to, right. to learn and tap into to more wisdom. Um, of course. I, yeah. But I, but I think the key is giving practical wisdom. Right. I think that's the key to reach like the youth when it comes to this subject or just any subject is like practically breaking it down. I think because, we're, because of the youth, we're, we're so, on, what I'm saying, we're so enamored and we're so surrounded by sexual activity from right. Instagram to YouTube to what we listen to. So it's hard because we're already desensitized to sex to try to talk to young adults about sex. Like when I was saying earlier, the people that they look up to, they look fine on the outside, but you don't know what's going on in the right. inside. So right. I think that's what's going to be needed to be able to affect that next generation is just talking to them about like decision making like that's what it clicked for me exactly yeah was decision was decision making like if you do this then this 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 may happen and not necessarily scare people i'm not with that whole like oh fear attack doesn't do anything to anybody you'll have you'll get pregnant like you don't know if you'll get pregnant or you don't know if you'll get std so don't scare people and saying like oh you might get pregnant or you might have an std don't scare people with that give them practical wisdom about how to go about like that's in 2016 when i would hear my old mentor talk about certain things he'd be like yeah you know like like you were i was thinking about when you were talking about you know your husband your husband saying that it was the best decision it probably was the best decision after the fact because he had a clear head exactly he approach you without you know without um without being like necessarily not tampered with but like in terms of his decision making he's able to have a clear head because there's nothing else affecting how he thinks right yeah whereas when people have sex from what i've heard it affects your decision making oh you're most stuck definitely to people you're, you're, you're stuck to people you don't know why you put up with stuff you don't yeah. you be putting up with because you allowed that other compartment right so and then then the other side of it too is that women actually are attracted to women to men that are, are that have self-control like if a man can can withhold his grudges i'm not grudges his urges yeah or whatever 
and a and a woman is is experiencing like she wants she wants it and she she has those urges or whatever and a man's ability to be able to say nah you go here we'll end the day early you go home right and we'll we'll talk or whatever is very attractive from what I've heard is very attractive most definitely women. yeah like I mean self control yeah I mean like it it definitely made me respect my husband in a different light when we went through the season of us dating and like. You know, even, you know, I'm not gonna lie, sometimes I got caught up in moments, you know what I mean? Like, right. this make-out session was deep, and, right. like, he was like, you know, I think that this is a good place for us to stop, like, let's go for a walk, or whatever the case would be, like, get us out that situation, and I I respected it more, even though I know that I it was my decision initially of, right. like, hey, this is a non-negotiable if you would like to continue this relationship with me. However, he had, like you said, it's a decision. He had to make the decision for himself of, yeah, I'm going to check in and do this with you. You know what I right. mean? Um, but I do believe uh, both of our experiences um, tapping into por- pornography separately did play a part in, like, you know, the how our marriage began and how it progressed. Like, you had in just our both of our sep- sexual past, you know what I mean? Like, those do follow you into your bedroom. Even if you did, like for us, sustain sex for two years before marriage, you still have those uh, past experiences. Yeah, Yeah. that keep, as soon as you start having sex, it's like, man, I'm used to this. I'm used to that. I'm into this. I'm into that. And you're like, I feel like when, for you especially being a virgin, you're coming into it with like, I just want to get to know you and your right. body and our experience and i think right. that's what god's in, uh, intentions were for all of us when when he says like no sex with for marriage it's not to say that i don't want you to enjoy sex is sex right. is an enjoyable thing and i think the youth want to enjoy everything because everything now in our society is so instantaneous everything happens right. like right now you want new shoes you order them right now you want to watch a tv right. show you watch it right now hell netflix understands our 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 um instantaneous gratification they drop <laughs> whole seasons all in right. one day and we will watch that whole season all in one right. day so right. um i feel like the weight or for what god is giving us is for the enjoyment for sex is what I feel like our generation has in, in, you know, the youth that I have interacted with the younger um, generation, the generation I'm a part of, we're not used to waiting. And yeah, I, I think not to cut you off, but I think that it's a perfect picture of like, I was reading this book and it was saying that it's that our longing and our urges are a perfect picture of, of God. Yeah. Like longing to be with us. That's good. Right? Yeah, and then you get into marriage, and then the marriage is supposed, and it's weird. Like when I was reading the book, I'm like, "Yo, this is so weird to think about it." But he created sex to kind of mirror yep. that covenant yep. relationship between you and him. Yeah. It's weird because it's just like, "Yo, you talking about I'm 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 doing this with Shorty, and this is mirroring your love for me and your, our love for each other, or whatever." But that's what like the what it actually is. It's it's playing out of your your longing for your longing for sex or your long you have these urges and these desires and that's a picture of God's desire to be with his church in full. And then once you come into that marriage bed, then you're experiencing that that covenant ceremony. You're experiencing that 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 longing finally over and you're taking part in, you know, pleasure that, you know, God has intended between you know, between the man and his wife, but it's picturing Christ in this church. Sustaining from sex is a hard thing if you don't have the knowledge behind it. So reaching youth, I I, I guess the big bridge that I have that is hard for me to connect with for the youth is like the intentionality behind it, right? Because I feel like if you're not connected to that youth, like in a on a regular basis, it'll only hit them for a moment. But right. that transition of renewing your mind is a constant thing, a daily reminder. And I feel like the engagement of a, a youth's community or leadership that they get from is important. Like you, you had a mentor that I'm pretty sure you checked in with him at weekly and he continued to like pour yeah. into you and you learned that knowledge. And I feel like my platform originally was just to think of like different ideas that I'm going, you know, explain my walk of faith and discussing it with other people. 
And with your platforms, it's since it taps into everyday life in all areas with food, with sports, with clothing, with everything. I feel like yours is a good way to reach youth because it's not so like mainstream. You know what I mean? There's yeah. like multiple different avenues. And that's how, you know, everybody operates. Every not everybody's like so single minded on like one thing. You know what I'm saying? And God does work in every industry of life. So it told I feel like your platform is very useful to get to those top you know, to, to reach those youth. Um I just think that I I have a I just I wish there was a way to convey the message of no sex before marriage and it be well received in the in in the for the youth and for I our generation. I think it can. I think it's just a matter of the first thing is we can't make them do something that they don't. Oh, of course do. not. <laughs> so, Definitely not. But I think, but after after realizing that, because I think a lot of times, like people try to you you just try to get into the young person's life to change them but you don't want to be there like and walk through them with that That's walk deep. Them yeah in life. i never thought about it so, yeah like, when it when it was with me in 2016 like my mentor like i was though i was a part of his ministry he was doing life with me we would talk and be on the phone for hours like right. literally in a random afternoon be on that phone for like two three hours and he'd just be pouring into me he wouldn't know it then we were just us having a conversation but he'd be pouring into me so i think that's it's about doing life with people more so than trying to you know have certain events and just say hey it's a purity event hey learn about this it's just like don't title stuff like that like this is advice for people out there who's listening like don't title stuff like that just just do life with them and let them see your example because that's the best thing i can do you know as a as a christian individual that wants people to abstain to think about that is yeah i could put the thought out there that hey yeah is jesus jesus is lord over your business but is he lord over your body but it's better if i just live that out that's like, true I can say those things to you but i i think it's what connects to them is you living it out and them seeing that like yo you have peace because that's a lot of, a lot of times like well i'm spared like even though sometimes it's like not necessarily a blessing and a curse being a virgin it's a it's 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 like you there's blessing there's pros and cons but one of the pros is i'm in peace yeah, all the time. Definitely. Right. Whereas people, a lot of times, who have sex with a bunch of people and are doing that, they're in disarray. They're trying to find it. They're trying to get it and things of that nature. And a lot of people are in disarray at times. Whereas when you're abstaining, your 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 mind is clear and you you have more peace. So when people begin to see that from on like from an external point of view they begin to see like yo they're walking in peace yo they're not distracted yo they're getting to the bag they're doing what right. they're doing x y and z and then they ask you like oh you, like you're abstaining you're abstaining they're like wow like that's more i think that's more of a witness to them than any any conversation just trying to convey to them like hey um this is why this is so important i think them actually seeing it and lived out in purpose and right. lived out is what's going to eventually you know like cross not cross the line but eventually like have them cross over that border into you know wanting to abstain so that i mean that i wholeheartedly believe you walking out life with others definitely does help other other people make it through because when I was um, a mentor in um, the youth ministries that I was a part of I parents would come to me because they would know you know what I struggled with with same-sex attraction and they'd be like what do I do my kid right. says that they're gay or even like other like uh other leaders that had that were male were like dude he's he's gay like what am I supposed to tell their parents like they're telling me to like pray for them and I was like literally that's all you can do you Uh can only like pray for them and um love Love them them through it but you cannot change them like my parents my my dad basically when I told my dad I like girls I was like telling him I got a new pair of shoes because my dad was like I love you unconditionally like you know how you choose to lose your life live your life is your decision but I can't control who you love. So if that's, you know, if you like, if you love a woman, you love a woman. My mom was the same way. I feel like she had probably a much more uh, stronger stance from a religious standpoint of like, you know, God says it's supposed to be, you know, Adam and Eve, not Eve. Adam and Steve. Yeah. Like he, you know, you're, you're supposed to be with a man and that's your intention, but she never, she grew into loving me through it instead of trying to, 
chain me through it. You know what I mean? Um, and it was, right. you know, and I agree that I feel like a lot of parents don't think of these perspectives when they have kids. Cause when I look at my nieces and nephews, I don't think, Oh, you know, he's going to get all the dudes or like, I don't look at my niece and be like, Oh, he's going to, she's going to get all the girls. You know, right. I think of like, Oh, what her favorite color is going to be, what her favorite sports sports going to be, what her favorite subject right. is going to be. And it's the same thing with like the urges in, you know, um, the abstaining you don't think about when your kid makes it to puberty until it hits then you're like oh we have to have this talk you know what i mean or until you look at the your kid's search history and you're like oh they're watching porn we need to we need to think people wait too late a lot of times exactly and they're scared to talk about it which i think in this generation we gotta attack this early bro because They middle schoolers out here talking about it, okay? Right. And so, the two year olds got phones, so I think tablets. that's what, what's like most important. It's like having that because when, whenever I have kids, I hope to talk about not even necessarily just like, oh, this is what this is and this is what that is, but have conversations and talk to them about things openly and be real. Because I think a lot of times parents don't be real in in in, yeah. in hopes of or thinking that if they be too real they might expose them too so it's yeah. like no it, they need to be getting it from you yeah you don't you don't want me to go to school and learn oh that's what that looks like or Facts. that's what that is yeah and this is this is what it does and that you know eventually 10 years later find out that it's destructive like you want to start putting that bug in their ear at like four or five years old that they already know what these things are and this is not necessarily being graphic but you want to start putting that bug in their ear very early so that they're getting it from you they right. so and you're the you're the authority and you're the mouthpiece you're where everything starts for them so when they get to school when somebody shows them something they already know what it is and you already know that they want to they want they want to stay away or they want or they know that that's destructive or it's going down the wrong path and then that opens up the path for them they do get shown it at school they'll tell me right right because right. if we're One how can I it, you keep it, you keep that to yourself. Like, hey, mom, somebody showed me uh, a porn site today, and I I went home and I masturbated. Like, you know, before you came in, like I didn't tell my mom that. Of course, when I was of course. If so. I would have told her, how my life you? probably be a lot different. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. But because that door was not open, because a lot of times parents are not friends, their parents, um, which I think is a whole completely different discussion. But right. parents are not friends; they need to be friends and parents and establish authority but also establish you know being it you're being able for your kid to come to you so, so i think that was kind of my my downfall too so for for you being a virgin and um trying to abstain from sex but being exposed to pornography so early when you were um 14 how do you now that you aren't, you're seeking a relationship, how do you uh, sustain from that? Because I feel like a big part of um, men's urges is that they go for it. You know what I'm saying? Like, they, right. they've, I mean, I was exposed to pornography as early as like 11 or 10. They, my, you know, I, I found it around the house and, you know, I was just like, oh, right. well, at first I didn't know what I was looking at. And then, you know, I grew into right. understanding it. And I, I guess nobody ever, you, I never told anybody, you know what right. I'm saying? And then, like, I never really explored my own body until right. later on in life when, you know, I got around other people and they, discuss different things or i was interested in a particular person and then we explored things together um right but like i i I was able to i think because from a female's perspective and my mom being uh and being so involved in the church when i was young and growing up and enjoying it like even my freshman year of college like I I found a church home my mom didn't ask me to but that was just in my nature you know what I mean like it was just a part of what I did so when I decided to like rededicate my life to Christ which was like follow my own journey walk of faith which was in college I wasn't as dedicated to it fully as far as like I didn't allow God to operate in the area of my sexuality but I did uh, allow him to operate in other areas like me abstaining from pornography that was something that I struggled with but I I would strive to do which was to um not play allow that to play a part in um my life and not until you know I got to maybe my 
sophomore, junior year of college, that was something that, like, I had completely altogether let go of. And that was just, like you said, a decision I made for myself. But um, for women, I don't know if that's, like, for me it was a little bit easier, but I know that's because of my knowledge or in my walk of faith. That was just, like, my own personal journey. But from a male's perspective, when you guys have those urges and you already have been exposed to pornography, how do you abstain from that in connection to your abstaining from sex? Because, yeah, you're like, oh, I'm not a virgin. Right. Well, what harm is it to me watching pornography and masturbating, right. right? But, like, it is harm. You know that. You're aware of that. You're knowledgeable right. of that. So, like, how do you um, – how does that work for you, and how would you convey that message to a younger um, male? So I think everybody is different. Definitely. I've been under the perspective – of from this old mentor, you know, when when you get the urge, I'll oh, do fifty push-ups, and uh, yeah. uh, just okay. don't watch. And he was more very, he was very on the self-control side, right? Right. And as I started to come into knowledge of the new covenant, I started to realize that there's a root issue of identity that's also there. Like though, yeah, it's about you know, put your put your phone across the room, don't don't sleep next to it, or don't have these apps, don't follow these people. Those are small steps that I would su- suggest to other people. So don't follow certain accounts. Or if you do follow certain accounts, you start to wonder, like just last week, I was following a couple couple like podcasters that are like really beautiful and they like really seductive on, on the internet. And I'm like, okay, yeah, I gotta unfollow y'all because y'all too bad. Y'all gonna make me think about think about think about that. So I unfollowed them, right? And I I'm as I as they continue to come up and I'm I'm seeing them on my timeline, I'm like, okay, yeah, let me unfollow. Or, you know, put your phone across the room before you go to bed. Things like those those are small things. But I think as I started to come into this revelation knowledge, I started realizing that my identity needed to needed to to be transformed and that by attacking what I believed about myself and my understanding was a better way because willpower, like I say, although I believe in, in self-control, I believe willpower can last you. You'll go doing willpower. You'll, it'll, you'll go two, three weeks, but understanding and then that willpower backing it up and then the Holy Spirit within that, I think is the, the recipe for success when it comes to like trying to abstain. So I think that having that understanding putting systems in place, having not necessarily having accountability partners, because accountability partners never really worked for me. Yeah, so and I like you said, really, one size fits all is not, is not the case here. Yeah, so it, 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 it's what works for you. So I would never really suggest for, for me, it was never accountability partners, because it was just like, all right, one week we do this, and then three weeks later we forget, we're forgetting to hit each other yeah. up. Yeah. So accountability, and especially you're grown, you're grown adults so who are working and got other stuff. So you're not really paying attention, like, oh, bro, did you, did you watch porn today or whatever like that? Yeah. So I think it was basically coming into an understanding of one, how destructive pornography is like, yeah. and how like even going back to when you were talking about like expectations for like virgins and within sex, like me having already been exposed to pornography and being a virgin, my mind as to like, oh, she's supposed to look like this and she's supposed right. to be like yeah. that. And she's supposed to sound like this. It's not that's not going to happen because you're, you're you, those are paid actors. Exactly. And, you know, Come on, and somebody. Like, yeah. They're paid actors. That is who, their job. Uh, who fit, yeah, who who are fit, fit and they're in shape, and they have to perform. Whereas you're dealing with a, a human being who might have had a long day of work, who might have a little bit of flab over there, Preach. who might not look Preach, the best Dr. all the time. You yes. know, what I'm saying who might look the best all the time or whatever. And you have to, and so sex not necessarily is is not necessarily from what I've read. It's not ne- like in this book that I'm reading. It's so powerful. It's not necessarily about you getting pleasure it's about you giving of yourself it's yeah. about you yeah. exchanging an intimacy yeah. with somebody else so i think really for me it's ha- having to wrap my mind around like this is what you thought sex was and this is what sex this is actually what it is. is exactly so sex is not you get you getting something you just getting getting pleasure out of out of it it's you giving of yourself it's you reconnecting and celebrating the covenant that you got with your wife over and over again yeah. versus Oh, I'm just trying to get. I'm just trying to get something off. Right. So I think that's where where like it is for me. It's just like the understand tapping into the understanding, placing systems in place, and then not relying on my own strength and relying on God's strength because it's like what does the scripture say? Like when when I'm weak, He's strong. Yep. So like when I'm weak, that's the the best moment for God's grace to go to work. 
So that's when I need to tap in. But it's also about being self-aware too, because I struggle with being self-aware a lot of times. Right. You, sometimes you don't know when you're when you, like you're watching it. You don't know you're watching it until you're halfway half until it's halfway over. You're right. Yeah. You're, you 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 already done done did everything, and you're just like, oh wow. So for me, it's about being self-aware, like no understanding, like okay, I'm I feel like this. Okay, maybe I need to go work out, or maybe I need to I need to step away from my phone, or I need to log out of this app, unfollow this person, and just being self aware because I think a lot of times because we're desensitized to it and we're in a culture and we see it every single day, it's hard to recognize like yo I'm being aroused right now because you're so used to it, yeah. right? And I need to get my emotions under control. I need to get back stabilized or right. whatever. And understanding too that God God is within your urges. God gave you those urges. That those urges that's is deep. not sinful. That's your deep. urges are not sinful. Your urges come from God because exactly. God gave them to you. You know, we're just in a fallen world and, you know, uh, in a sinful, in a sinful world in a fallen world system where these urges have gotten exposed before they, they should. Right? right. But he gave them to you. So they're not, it's not sinful to feel a uh, urge for sex or to want sex. Right. Right. And understanding that, because I think a lot of times we like, man, oh, I'm so horny. We're mad at ourselves. But it's just like, no, like, it's a good God thing. Gave us, it's a good thing. It's but God it's it, in the wrong God. time frame. <laughs> in the wrong time. It's a good thing, yeah, right. But in the wrong time frame, and just understanding that, and understanding like, yo, you're 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 not um you're not in a God's not mad at you for being horny. Yeah. And I think when people get that, like, yo, God's not mad at me for being horny. God's not mad at me for having these desires. It's it's the wrong. <laughs> Wrong time directed probably at the wrong thing or the wrong person. Right. And it's right. that self-awareness that you're speaking of is is important as you've emphasized that, like, once you gain that, you, you understand that it's not bad. It's good. Just like right. a lot of people today, young preachers that I've listened to, like Mike Todd and uh, Stephen Furtick and... Um, uh, you know, Robert Madu and all of them have all said, like, sex is good, man. It, I have no problem telling people that. But it's the context of when you're having it. It's when you're doing it and who you're doing it with and at, at when that is appropriate to enjoy, you know. Yeah. And I think that what you have have surrounded a lot of um, your reasoning of where you renew your mind, where you gain your knowledge from, and when you can use that self-control it it really comes from I feel like when the youth is placed in a community that supports that and speaks life into that and right. is real about that um, and empathetic too. I think empathy is something that a lot of people lack too because they're already been married for fifty years. Yes, so they're yes. not empathetic as to like yo, it's really hard out here. Like y'all grew up like my parents said this one time. Like y'all grew up in the TV cut off back in the day. Yes, like people would go off at six o'clock, like yeah. seven o'clock. The television would it would the, the, it would go off air, right? Whereas the kids are in a, a younger age where there is TikTok. They have phones at two years old. Yeah, they're they're on TikTok. There's people, you know, getting yeah. dressed being provocative, and it's in the music. Well, not it's only everywhere. that, like we have, okay. you, like you said, we have accessibility all the time. Back when you know our parents were growing up, they didn't have they had magazines and TV and radios. Right. That's about it. If you can't get creative with any of those three, you you, you know you you got your own thoughts. You got you got a bigger problem. You got mental thoughts you got going on over there. But um, I do think it's beneficial. I feel like for you, even though you haven't reached, even for myself, even though we haven't reached a point of like, um, like I feel like a lot of people hold back their influence or their calling to speak into other people's life because they don't feel like they have achieve that title of like mm -hmm. a minister or a leader right. or a pastor. So they feel like their wisdom or their life experiences aren't as good to speak right. life into other people. And I think that's why I chose to have this platform because, because uh, it's my pot, my podcast is called anointed center. I am a center. Like I, I, I will do something sinful every day and I probably don't even notice it. You know what I mean? But I'm anointed still. And I'm still called to do something in this life. My gift and my talent that God has blessed me with has anointed me to still be able to do that regardless of the, the faults that I have, you know what I mean? And I feel right. like a lot of people 
don't understand that. Like a lot of people stop themselves from embracing their calling and reaching people because of those sins or because of those faults. You know what I mean? Because people don't understand that they're already forgiven. Exactly. That forgiveness. Right. And I feel like the conversation we're having, we are two people that are still striving in different areas of our life. And even, you know, even so, like, even for me, like, yes, I'm married. Yes, I'm in love with my husband. Yes, we are committed to each other. But do I struggle with my attraction to women? All the time. They're beautiful. However, it's a decision I make to not engage in that. You know what I'm saying? And I'm 100% transparent about that with anybody that acts. You know what I mean? And do I still try to speak life into the youth? Do I still try and speak life into young women and women or just, you know, into people that I, into my community? Yeah. Why? Because I still believe that, like you said, being honest and transparent and empathetic about your walk can help other people strive and grow in their own walk. You know what I mean? And I think that I wish, I feel like for women it's a little bit easier, but I don't know for men. I feel like there's, it's just hard to change that culture for men as far as like abstinence, because I don't feel like there's, a, a level of vulnerability a lot with men Yeah, for There's, y'all to have that conversation. I feel like women talk about no sex for marriage all the time or like right. sex in general I, all the time. Yes. But that's, it goes back to that, that purity culture piece. Like it's, there's a community yeah. for women, not necessarily the, to go to, but that has been created for women that talk about purity. Whereas for men, is you really don't get those conversations at men's nights or men's meetings. It's more so about leadership and being the head of the household, right? And stuff like that that we're more focused on, that they're more focused on with us versus women. There's a whole community that talks about it. So yeah, I think that's. I think that it's. I, I hope that your platform walks with Drew and reject religion brings more vulnerability to men in just their walk of faith. doesn't have to be specifically to abstaining from sex, even though I'm super excited when you do start those um, conversations. Cause I feel like um, coming from a perspective, like you, like I've said, two centers that are not have any title whatsoever attached to our names, but are striving to grow in our walk with Christ and just, explaining our experiences with other people, creating that transparency for people to see, oh, they're doing it too, or, oh, they're going through this same struggle, and, you know, they're growing and they're reaching other people through this. Maybe I can be a little bit more vulnerable about my situation or real about it, you know what I mean? Maybe I can start the discussion with other people that are in my school or that are on my team for a sport or whatever. Like, I can maybe there this is not just a one my own opinion or my own idea that I have other people are struggling with the same things I do so um I do appreciate like the time you took with me today to just give me a male perspective on it because it is rough out here I feel like for both genders but I I feel like for men like being married to a man um it's like the way we were brought up is completely different even though we probably went to the same type of churches or went attended the same amount of sermons growing up you know it's just the way that we view sex and the way that you view how to abstain from it is completely different and you've made some very valid points as far as like the community men's community and being transparent and empathetic is has impacted you greatly to where you are at the point in your journey where you are doing self-reflection and making better decisions for yourself and seeing the destructiveness of your past. And I, I hope that eventually we will, will continue to grow as a generation to being more vulnerable so that men in their communities can also do it. And also just allow women to see their struggle, you know what I mean? To be more empathetic of like, okay, like when you meet someone and you tell them no sex before marriage, it might not be, something that was taught to them like it was taught to you you know what I mean like it it is gonna take a level of involvement for a man to get there and that's fine either you're called to be there through that struggle or you're not and that's another thing a whole nother topic of learning what that is but bringing that awareness to women also is important I hope that this podcast allow women to understand like Men are trying. It ain't as easy. It is not as well taught as it is for us. But 
there, there are men like you that are abstaining or that are virgins and are striving for the same goal we are. Yeah. There's um, people out there. That's yeah. one, one, one thing I want to take away, people to take away from that, is that there's, there's people out there. Yeah. There's people out there that are um, trying. And then, too, like platforms like yours, it's going to encourage people to, you know, open up and be vulnerable. That's where it started for me. Like, when I started, it's just I'm a very transparent person in general. So, like, why not make a show about it? And and that sets other people, pe- other people free. Your right. transparency sets other people free. So Yeah. Well, Drew moves on. I appreciate you um, being on my show today. Again, everybody, please check out his um, platform, his shows for um, Walks with Drew and Reject Religion that starts in June. Um, he has them on YouTube, Spotify, and Apple. Um, he, Like he said, he's very transparent. It's a very open-ended conversation like ours, are, my podcasts are. Um, and just see what he's about. He's a, he's a really solid dude. He's just doing life like we are with other people. And he's just discussing the culture and how it can be changed and impacted through Christ. So you guys have a good night. I appreciate you, um, Drew. You guys have a good one. Thanks so much.